heart is a home, not a hotel, experiencing God. So we're going to continue to look at the ministry of God's Spirit and why His ministry is so vital to us. So we're going to continue on this line uh, into the month of September. John's Gospel, chapter 14. This is Jesus conversing with His disciples in the upper room. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. This is a monumental statement because Jesus is preparing his disciples for the ministry in the person of the Holy Spirit. And upon his crucifixion, he would usher in a new and a better covenant. And with this new and better covenant, God and the way that he would relate to mankind was going to take on a new form or a new way. And so God never intended for the Holy Spirit just to be a guest in our life or he would just show up occasionally, but his intention through the resurrection of Jesus, was the Holy Spirit would come and take up permanent residence inside of our heart and that he would be there for the rest of our life. I want to return now to the upper room for a moment because this is where Jesus is spending the last few hours of his life here on the earth, you know, communicating with his dearest friends about what is about to take place. So as we return to this setting, he is teaching about the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And as the disciples sat and listened to him, Jesus explained that the Holy Spirit had been given, had been with them all along. He had just said, he has always been with you, but there's about to be a change. He's about to be in you. Now, of course, they couldn't comprehend this at the time, and they really couldn't comprehend the cross, let alone how God was going to indwell them by his Spirit. This was a... Uh, overwhelming and and a challenging thought for them to process. Uh, they had grown up around other nations that had, you know, uh, served gods, and uh, everyone's god except for Jehovah was somewhat distant, where you had to merit their favor or appease them through some sacrifice or. But God was different with his people. He was already a God who was in covenant with his people. And so through that covenant, he was he was with them and he was for them. But Jesus is saying he's getting ready to be in you. He's He's been with you. He's been for you. Now he's going to be in you. And so as they ministered at Jesus' side through his three and a half years of ministry, the disciples had experience in an atmosphere of the anointing and the presence of God and had temporary moments when the Spirit of God would come upon them for service. However, they had never experienced the Holy Spirit's indwelling before and neither had anyone else up until this time. Up until this moment in history, the Holy Spirit had taken up residency in only one person and that is Jesus Christ. Scripture says that he was the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. So Jesus was the only person that had the Spirit of God dwelling within him. Jesus even declared the prophets, the priests, and the kings in the Old Testament never knew this glorious privilege of having God to dwell in them. 
But under their covenant, the old covenant, the Holy Spirit would temporarily come upon people and empower them for special ministry assignments or for services such as building the temple. But this anointing and this person of the minister of the Holy Spirit had never permanently resided in anyone. But that was all about to change. So when Jesus told his disciples in John fourteen seventeen that the Holy Spirit shall be in you, it was a mighty statement. The phrase shall be in you is translated from the Greek phrase in human, which can only be translated residency or in you permanently. So this is something that really caused the disciples head to tilt. This was Jesus declaring that for the first time in human history, the Spirit of God was going to literally come inside believers and abide with them forever. He was going to dwell with them. He is going to remain and reside with them. The Old Testament experience of the Holy Spirit was going to be swallowed up by the infilling of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus' glorious resurrection. And He was going to be with them forever. He was never going to move out. The Holy Spirit was never going to forsake them. He was never going to pack up his bags and leave to another location. The Holy Spirit, God himself, was now going to dwell in his people. So prior to this statement in John 14, Jesus had described the Holy Spirit's role as a comforter. As a comforter. That's the paraclete. Paraclete, one who comes alongside of us. One who comes alongside Now he takes it a step further and affirms that the Holy Spirit would actually live in them. So we have used this analogy throughout the years that it's wonderful if someone is with us. It's even greater if they're for us because, you know, someone can be with us and they're not really for us. (laughs) But isn't it good to know that God was with us? And while he was with us, he was for us. You know, and the people of God rejoiced in that in the old covenant. But now in the new covenant, a new and a better covenant, God said, I'm taking it to a new level. I'm going to be in you. We finished off last Wednesday by making the statement that the Holy Spirit is to us exactly what Jesus was to the disciples. A constant companion, teacher, helper, comforter. He was and is so important to us. And it's important that we recognize his ministry, affirm him as a person, treat him accordingly, and allow him to do the work in us that's necessary so we reflect the Father and the Son. And when we understand that the Holy Spirit is not an it or an experience, but he is a person, then we begin to understand how we should commune and fellowship and participate with his ministry in our life. Now, it's important that you and I understand that the Holy Spirit does reveal the Father and Son to us, and we can have an experience with the Holy Spirit, but we're supposed to become acquainted with him as someone who has made our heart his home. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And what a magnificent work he's doing when he comes in. This truth of Christ in us, the hope of glory, and the reality that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world is the central truth of the resurrection in the New Testament. If you have repented of sin and surrendered to the Lordship of Christ, 
and you have been born again, the Holy Spirit actually dwells in your spirit. This is why the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19 that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit which dwells in you, which you have of God, and that we are not our own. I'd like to look at a couple of verses um, that affirms this. The first is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And uh, these verses will be up on the screen, but I always encourage you to bring your Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And the Apostle Paul says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Now, the reason he's asking them that question is because this was new to them also. This was new to the believers at Corinth. And and honestly, I, I think it sometimes is a new truth or a new revelation to the New Testament believer. We believe God forgives our sins. We believe that he prepares us for heaven. But I don't know that we've quite understood that The reason that it was so important for Jesus to go away was so that the Holy Spirit could come. We think it would be better if Jesus stayed, but Jesus knows best. And he says it's better if I go so he can come, because when he comes, he is going to dwell in you. Jesus, by his spirit, dwells in our heart. But Jesus, when he was here on the earth, could only be in one place at one time because he was limited through a physical body. But the Spirit of God is not limited by time or space or location. He is God everywhere with us, for us, and now in us because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit is so, so valuable to us. And we need to become more at home with Him because He's at home in our heart. We need to become more comfortable with Him. And we need to learn how to listen to Him. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3 tells us that the Spirit of God dwells in us. And then in chapter 6 of the same book, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in verse 19, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, one more reading, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and verse 16, and we'll read down through the 18th verse. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them. And be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So the Corinthian church needed to be taught that the Holy Spirit was now indwelling them, that their body, their physical body, was his location, specifically the spirit of man, which is lodged within this physical vessel. So man is a triune being. You know, he has a spirit and a soul and a body. And there's a part that is sacred and set apart for the Holy Spirit, and it's your spirit. And that's a part of you and I that was born again. When we confess Christ as our Savior, we came alive spiritually. 
We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were separated from God eternally. But when we said Jesus is Lord by faith, he came and he took up permanent residence in our heart by the Holy Spirit. You and I are now the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so it's so important that we become aware of his presence within us. I like to say it, and I've said it several times tonight, but I like to reiterate it to you, that your heart was never meant to be a hotel. God never intended for the Holy Spirit to be a guest. The Holy Spirit has come to stay as a permanent residence inside your heart, and he will be with you the rest of your life. This is yet another reason why we should develop our partnership with him. He has moved in. He has taken up residency. And he is committed to staying with you until the glorious day when you ultimately relocate to heaven itself. He is always with us. Can you say amen? And so tonight, with the time that we have remaining, I want us to... Uh, Get into some small groups and you should have received some questions when you came in. And those questions, hopefully, I've set the table well enough that you can have some discussion. Uh, and I, I, I believe that I'll give you one example of, I think it's the third question of the contrast between a hotel and a home. Well, let me tell you one of the most important things that I think of when I think of the difference between those two is that a home is something that someone purchased and owns and it has value to them. A hotel, I'm in and out of there. The maid will clean it. Someone else will do all the work. It's temporal. But when you and I buy a home, there's something permanent about it. Now, consider that in light of the Holy Spirit and how he views your body. How he views you and the work in your soul. And how he is working all the while in your spirit. And may the Lord help us as we discuss and support each other. Because I think that we all need support in this way. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. So I want you to stand, if you would. And Lord, we thank you for this message and we thank you that it's sealed by the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's make this confession before we break into small groups. I declare that God's Spirit now dwells permanently inside of my heart. This took place when by faith I confess the Lordship of Jesus. My heart is now his home. He is a permanent resident. He is God in me, the hope of glory. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641 828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.